Today on an episode of Real Ghost Stories Online that made me pee my pants from the grave. Shocking stories of men and women who, while living their everyday lives, become entangled in a paranormal web that scares them to their core. Who are these forces, and what did they want? And will they ever leave these people alone? We ask those questions and more today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. For you to share your real ghost stories with us, we would absolutely love to hear them. Of course, you can also write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. And if you really like the show, you want to support it, become an extra podcast person, an EPP, as we call them, you can sign up to become one of those over at uh, ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories to get in and all that get the bonus episodes advanced episodes uh all of it commercial free uh ebook audiobook it's all there for you to uh binge away and enjoy uh ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories tony and harper with you on today's episode of the program new studio more fun <clears throat> here we go yeah it did uh what's what's new in here today uh because we're in our new studio and i'm still kind of adding decor to it i think it might <clears throat> be the clock the clock yes would you like to hear the story on that clock, young yes, lady? Yes, please. Yes, please. Uh, that clock was in my grandpa's office, Ooh. Grandpa Al. And uh, I've had it up in various offices and studios over the years. I it, I never got it up in the last one, uh, but I, I I love this uh, clock. And uh, it, it I need to reconnect the speakers over the time, the little uh, speaker, the cord or whatever it is. That makes the ding, ding, ding sound. Ding, yep, ding, it's ding. Uh, it. Uh, it got disconnected, so I need to do that. But it still works. So I got to put a battery in it. But that was the sound of my grandparents' house. <clears throat> you, you get, you know, there's certain things and sounds that clock would go off every single hour, <clears throat> and if you hear it. I just it makes me think of them. It makes me think of uh, those things. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was a clock in their house. Awesome. Yeah. And you want to hear something weird? What? <clears throat> so, <clears throat> excuse me, this morning when I was uh, working in here and, and kind of putting some of these things up, I hung that up and I just kind of said out loud, um, like, hey, grandma and grandpa, you know, just, uh, you know, because they are, they're both dad. I'm not like, uh, you know, uh, FaceTiming them. Uh, and I, I just said, hey, you know, putting the clock back up and I got to get this thing fixed. I just, you know, kind of talking with them as if they were here. Uh and I, I don't know, I don't usually feel things, but it's kind of weird. It felt heavier in here in that moment when I was, I don't know what, it was just my, my uh, you know, psyche thinking that or, or whatnot, but it, it honestly did. And as I was noticing it kind of feeling heavier in here, I was standing over by that window, which is not near the computers or the desk. It's in fact, the opposite side of the room. And as I was kind of noticing that, uh, I, I, and I was still kind of gibbering away about, you know, putting the clock up. Uh, I said, 
Okay, this is weird, but if you're like here, can you like do something? Like that I'll notice, like whatever. As soon as I said that, when nobody's touching these computer monitors at all, they're black. They just, they go off. But if you, you tap the mouse or you hit a key, that, you know, the respective computer will light back up because they're always on. I was over there. When I said that, these two lit up right here. That's awesome. So I don't know. I mean, maybe it's my grandma and grandpa. I hope that's what it was uh, as I'm putting the clock back up. Or it was something uh, being an imposter and I let them in and now we got a demon. Okay, little quote. I find the more heavier energies that I experience when we're like ghost hunting and stuff to be more friendly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it didn't feel bad. It, it, it did. It felt really kind of. No. Good. I, yeah. I mean, I was just, I was kind of having a moment looking at it thinking like, oh, this is, I'm, I'm so happy to put this back up. I know the perfect place for it. And I, I don't know. I just I kind of felt that at that moment. So but remember when we went to the Moonshiners Cave and we got the response that said run? Mm-hmm. It, it was almost kind of like appearing and reappearing, that energy. So like nervous, like sporadic? Yes. Okay. That, Very sporadic. I would take that as like, like you know, a, a kind of a nervous person. When you kind of, you go back and forth, you're, you're kind of fidgety. You're kind of all over the place. That's what I would take as like a nervous energy, I think. But it wasn't like really nervous as it was like, trying to scare us well I, I think when you are that type of an individual i mean sometimes that that sometimes does go along with that there's this this crazy manicness that's that i think happens with people that are it was to, crazy it wasn't nervous yeah. it was crazy okay so yeah you, you amp it up you, you amp that up uh you have nervousness and anxiety up tenfold yeah you could uh, kind of get crazy if you yeah. uh you, you just multiply it out a way 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 out that's what it was yeah okay interesting and i didn't feel anything in there i don't know i've been trying to like think about that though because we hear about that on the show we get calls about that all the time and i've been like trying to be more i guess uh present in, in moments and try to try to feel everything and maybe uh, maybe that was that this morning. So just in this room, it was quiet. There was you weren't up yet, and then. But here's the thing. Yeah, it's not. It's it depends on the person. Mm-hmm. And just kind of like they're, just kind of like genetics. Mm-hmm. Because I know mom has been very like. She's very sensitive. Yeah, yeah. To the paranormal, so that's my side of it, mm-hmm. and that's where. It comes from with me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Yeah. And there's not real. And as far as I know, there's not really much on your side from what I've heard. Not, I don't necessarily, not sensitive to it, or I, I don't know if they pay attention to it a lot of times. My mom certainly does, but but I, I don't know that she's um, uber sensitive as she is just, you know, really interested. She's more so like an empath. Yeah, yeah. I and and you know, what I've discovered uh is that I'm an empath too. Yes, I, I am too. Cuz I now I'm I'm not I can't necessarily pick up on energies uh very well. I'm, I can. I, I can a little like if you're like an 8, I'm like a 3. Um so I'm like I'm way down there. Not I, I can sense a little but not I think as distinctly as you. Um but I I've just kind of learned in the last year or so 
uh, just through some uh, kind of self-discovery and things like that, that's like, oh my goodness, I, I never, I, I, I always dismissed it. I always thought I wasn't. And I'm the more I've learned about so many different things, like, I guess I am an empath. Like I really do. And it explains a lot about um, how I pick my, my specific thing is picking up on other people's emotions and like feeling them. Yeah, my, no, mine too. Mine too. Like I can be having the best day ever. And then if somebody around me is really down, I'm really down. And I can, and it, and I like, how do I, what's going on here? And I got to kind of figure out what's happening and try and fix it, if you will, or at least, you know, be there for whatever is, um, happening. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, but that's an interesting thing. I really haven't, um, I, I didn't, I didn't realize that like there, and there's certain people in my world that I can feel that with you being one of them. Um, I'm noticing it, uh, with, uh, with my girlfriend because uh, we've been together for quite some time now and we really click on that kind of level of empathicness. Yeah. And, and there's some times where, um, I mean, we're in different parts of the city um, and I can just kind of tell sometimes, even before we've like texted or anything, it's like kind of having an off day or it's a good day. I can just, I don't know. I can feel it sometimes. And then it's like, and then the texts that we start sending reflect that, which is kind of, I don't know. It, it's, it, it's not, I don't think a coincidence. Yeah. Um, but, um, and, and, I, and I'm, I, I can, I'm empathic with, um, I don't know, I think it's really, that's kind of my circle, <laughs> basically, of the people that are around the dog, maybe a little bit. <laughs> I can tell when he's anxious. It's someone, it's for me, it's sometimes like kind of overwhelming to be inside of stores with just random people. Yes. Yes. I do not like that. That can be very, um, so you yeah. know what I mean by yeah. that. It's yeah. very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Just with all the energies. Mm -hmm. Just everywhere. Like you could be having a bad day and I could tell that. Not even by your facial expression, but just you being there. Mm -hmm. No, I get what you're saying. I, I've never really thought of it that much in stores. But yeah, I mean, you, you can. I, 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 the thing is, I, I got to pay more attention to that because I focus so much on, I think, social cues visually and audibly. And if there's like there's so many times we're walking down an aisle and there's a parent that's just shouldn't be a parent and they're treating their kids like crap, screaming at them. The kids, you know, like they're wondering why their children are out of control. Well, like, look how you're acting in public. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I'm a parent. I've had moments, too, where, you know, I would like to have not have done that. But we're talking this is probably habitually what they do every time these people leave their home. You can just tell. Uh, yeah. And and those things suck me in because I feel so bad for, like, the kids, especially of like, this is what the like these kids are screwed. Like, if this is the parenting that we're seeing as an example of um, that, I get sucked into. Um, and that can make, that can ruin a day. It really does. Like half the time, like when it's very rare that I see it myself, mm -hmm. but like when I see like just a general child being sad, I can feel that and just kind of ruins my day. It's like, oh no. Yeah. I mean, and then, you know, I, I think part of that, my mind will just keep going and it's like, what could I have done? Should I have done this? Should I have done that? And I've spoken up before to people when it's just out of, there's one woman uh, where, I remember this. And I was I, I was just, I don't know. I, I was feeling really off. I'm like, what the hell is going on over here? So, I, you know, you're making me think about empathicness. And yeah, I'm again, I'm realizing some of these things. 
Um, and I remember it's like, what the hell's going on here? And you could kind of hear like a little bit of like screaming. Um, and then yep, it finally yep. got over to it. And you just hear this woman just like, sit down. You shouldn't be sat in the car. Like just freaking the, you know, out. F. And, and, and it's just this kid who doesn't really understand what's going on. Because it's just like a small toddler. It was a very small child. Time. And it was like, are you insane? Like, like you could handle this in such a easy. And she's like, just, you could tell. It's like, she's trying to get attention. And, and I said, I said, you got to tone this down. Uh, this is not okay. No, my kids got to listen to me. I said, no. Uh, Respect is earned. There's no way your child's going to listen to you when you're acting like that. You're acting like the child. And then she's kind of, yes, you know, and and she quieted down for a little bit. And then in another part of the Walmart, um, I heard her again, rocking up a scene. And I, I don't know. I, I just feel so horrible for those those kids. I mean, talk that that's a horror story right there. Yeah. And, you know, Walmart horror stories. Yeah, it's um, OK. Well, let's go to some ghost horror stories. Now that we're done talking about being empathic. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories online to share your real ghost stories with us. Uh, let's go over to this call. Hi, let's hear your ghost story. Hey, Tony. Um, I, I've tried to call a couple times now. I got cut off on the last one. Uh, however, um, I heard, I, I've been listening to your podcast now for a couple months uh, off and on. And one of the things I heard recently and it was probably around you know right before thanksgiving uh or maybe you know december time frame you lamented the fact that you didn't have more stories from military posts across the country well it, it got me to thinking that maybe i needed to share uh my family's story uh i 23 year retired army veteran uh stationed at fort riley three times fort leavenworth once uh, i will tell you for a fact that both of those posts have tons of ghost stories. Most are, uh, a lot of which are out there in the public forum if you just search for them. Uh, both, or at least I can attest to Fort Riley, I can't attest to Fort Leavenworth anymore, um, used to do a ghost tour every October. Fort Riley's ghost tour usually occurs, it's on a Saturday, and there'll be anywhere from 12 to 15 stops on the tour. Uh, and they'll have docents positioned at each one of the locations to tell stories of, of that have been collected over the years. Uh, I had the opportunity to be a docent at one point, uh, and I actually got to tell some of the stories for the house that we were living in there on Historic Main Post. Um, I'll share a couple of those with you in this conversation. Uh, if it's something that interests you, then I can call back and share some of the other ones. But we moved in. This was our third tour at Fort Riley, and we, we were assigned to quarters uh, on historic main posts. Like I said, lots of ghost stories. I thought I'd known them, most of them, uh, this being my third tour there, and selected a house that I thought did not have any of the stories associated with it. Very quickly, we figured out uh, after moving in in January of 2016 that things were not quite uh as they should have been. We had a lot of strange happenings in the house. Uh, we figured out doing some research 
that we lived in a quarters that had stories associated with it, uh, with a spirit that was affectionately called the buckskin ghost or the buckskin soldier. Um, over the years, those who had seen this particular spirit had all tended to describe him the same. Uh, soldier from the late 1800s, 1870s, 1880s, uh, dressed in buckskins, much like an Indian scout would be dressed in. Uh, the four years that we lived in the house, the only one that actually saw or claimed to have seen the spirit was my son, uh, who was uh, between the ages of, of 10 and, and 13 at the time. Uh, he saw twice. Once was with a friend who corroborated his story. Uh, I don't know if they saw it or not, but I will tell you that seeing their reactions as they came charging out of the basement led me to believe they thought they saw something. Um, this was happening in the middle of the day. But I, I'll tell you, experiences that happened directly to us, I probably got a dozen or more stories that have happened to us, uh, our particular family. They started the third night that we were actually in the house. Uh, and the first six weeks were what I would describe as high adventure. Um, two or three events every uh, every week. And most of the time they occurred between the hours of 2.15 in the morning and 3.15. Uh, after about, uh, I'll share one of the early ones, we were putting up curtains in the living room. And we had three windows in the living room, so three curtain rods. I put up two. I put up one of the curtain holders for the third one. And I, my wife came in and admired what we were doing and said, oh, the curtains that we picked out look good. Uh, and... I said, hey, while you're here, can you hand me the last bracket so I can put it up and get that last curtain up? She said, sure, where is it? I said, it's right there on the coffee table. Uh, turned out there was no bracket and no screws there uh, on the coffee table. Uh, fast forward a couple days, we ended up having to go buy a replacement set of brackets because we couldn't find them, find the original one. And a couple days later, after we got everything set up, the curtains were mounted uh, and up in the living room, on the windowsill in the dining room, we found the three screws and the bracket uh, that had gone missing three or four days prior to that. Um, that was one of the early stories. Uh, about six weeks afterwards, after we'd moved in, the fire alarm went off. And again, it was about 2.30 in the morning, if I remember correctly. Uh, I thought my alarm was going off and I actually knocked my alarm clock off the nightstand onto the floor trying to shut the alarm off. Uh, got up, realized that it was the fire alarm in our bedroom. Now all the fire alarms are connected in the house. It was a three-story house with a basement. So for, so for a fourth story, fire alarms on all of them, multiple, they're all connected. Our kids never woke up. Uh, they never heard the alarm. It, apparently it was only the alarm in our bedroom from what we can tell. Uh, the next morning, I had gone to work. Uh, my wife was in the living room. She said she felt the hair on the back of her neck start to stand up, got chills. The room got kind of cold. And she turned around, and this was the first time we'd ever referred to the buckskin ghost uh, in this way. But she turns around and says, Bucky, we know you're here. Uh, my husband's talked to his unit chaplain. Chaplain has performed exorcisms in the past. He's willing to do it again. We kind of like you being here. 
However, we don't want to try and force you to leave. You've got to knock off the nighttime shenanigans and let us get a full night's sleep. Fast forward, things got quiet for a while. Um, I got a little nervous. My wife was threatening a spirit. Uh, however, things got very quiet. Uh, fast forward a few months, my mother came to stay. Uh, it was Mother's Day weekend. She drove up from Texas to Fort Riley, Kansas. And I was actually on a field training exercise, so I was not home initially for the first part of the visit. My wife took her suitcase up, put it in the spare bedroom, unzipped it. Later on, when my mother went to get ready for bed later on that night, she couldn't find her toothbrush. Now, she had one of these electric uh, Panasonic toothbrushes, big wide base, and came down the next morning, asked if my wife had moved it, just unzipped the suitcase. <clears throat> Never found this, the toothbrush. They went up, they emptied the suitcase, they emptied her overnight bag, emptied her purse, looking for this, suit, this toothbrush. Never found it. A couple days later, um, family sitting around. I'm still in the field on this field training exercise. And my son mentions that the TV had started changing channels on him the other day when nobody else was around. Now, this is a common occurrence. Uh, we talked to four previous residents of the house that we were now assigned. The Army tends to move people around. So, you know, every three to four years, somebody new is living in that house. Excuse me. And three out of those four residents had all had similar events, similar things happen to them that we were having happen. One of the common themes was the TV would change channels randomly. Now, my son mentions this. My daughter says, oh, yes, that hap that's happened to me in the past, too. I didn't think anything of it. Now, again, they're my son's, you know, uh, 11 or 12 at this time. My daughter's two years younger than he is. And they just say, you know, oh, I didn't think about it. It just started changing channels. My mother cuts in, and again, this is related to me by my wife, says, you know, Bucky, if you took my toothbrush, I'd really like you to return it. Well, that night when she went up to bed, they're sitting on the dresser, standing on its base was the electric toothbrush. She comes down the next morning, tells my wife and kids about this, and says, the only thing I wish was when he returned the toothbrush, I wish he returned the cap that had been on it. Now, she went to go to bed that night, and there in the bathroom, because obviously she took the toothbrush, it's now in the bathroom, sitting next to the toothbrush is the cap that goes to it. Again, I can't corroborate that. That happened to my mother. I was in the field. I will tell you that the one story that we have, and again, we have a dozen of them if we have one, uh, that happened outside of the family, I was in Korea, fast forward to 2017, late spring, early summer of 2017. <clears throat> My unit was on a nine-month rotation to Korea, where we were stationed up along the South Korean-North Korean border, known as the DMZ, um, the demilitarized zone there. And towards the end of our rotation, Back at Fort Riley, our, our flat screen TV, which was an older model, had died. It just, it just up and died. 
and my wife thought it would be a great welcome home present for her to get a new state-of-the-art flat-screen TV. So she bought a new 60-inch state-of-the-art for the time uh, TV from Best Buy and had, if for your listeners who are familiar with the Best Buy Geek Squad, they came over, they installed it, they mounted it above the fireplace, and as they were getting ready to leave, the paperwork was finalizing the paperwork, the TV starts changing channels. Not only does it change channels, it now jumps to Netflix, it jumps to back to the TV, jumps to several of the smart apps, then it just jumps to regular TV and starts changing channels. One of the Best Buy employees says, oh, I see you're playing with your new TV, to which my wife says, no, the remote is over by you. It's probably our resident ghost, Bucky. She gives a quick synopsis of who Bucky is, and as she said, without so much as a have a nice day, they finished the paperwork, got her signature, and left the house very, very quickly. Um, so those are a couple of the stories. Uh, again, I won't mention my name. I won't mention the address. However, uh, a lot of the stories are out there on the Internet. If, if you search for the Buckskin Ghost in Fort Riley, um, again, there are tons and tons of stories there are tons of stories at Fort Riley if you do a little bit of research. Uh, and if you happen to find yourself in the area uh, around Manhattan, Kansas, and Fort Riley uh, in October, look up the ghost story, the ghost tours. They're worth it. Uh, there you go. Well, um, I will say this. With, the, with being stationed there for being a veteran, mm-hmm. which thank you for your service, um, there's a lot of energetic energy there, so it's not so. So it's quite. So it's going to be quite common to have those occurrences, and that sounds like a very nice ghost. To it have. does. Like heck, I would like to have a ghost like that. <laughs> It'd be great if you could like uh, somebody's like okay in this house where it becomes the selling point to a house where it's like and guess what it's haunted and. It's a really helpful ghost. It's a really nice one. The ghost does this. It does your laundry some days. It adds, uh, it, it makes your whites whiter, you know, it, it, and, and it, it's just, it, it's wonderful. It, it, it washes dishes. Um, it, yeah. It cleans things up. It gives massages. Um, yeah, I mean, all the amazing things the ghost could do. It could possibly give you a free TV. <laughs> yes, it's, it acts as an antenna and gives you every channel of available. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I mean that would be a great selling point if we could uh, yeah. kind of hone the ghost in. We all kind of this uh, mutual relationship of agreement of okay, here's uh, here's what we're going to communicate now. Eight five five eight five three forty eight zero two is our phone number. Hi, my name is Stacy, and I've been listening to y'all's show for about three or four months now, and I've been trying to decide if I should call or not and share one of my stories. So I finally decided to call and share one of my stories. Um, when I was about eight years old, seven or eight, my dad and my stepmom got custody of me from my mom. So I moved in with them, and we moved into this big, huge house in Columbia, Mississippi. It was an old, 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 old house. I always had a creepy vibe about the house. Well... Some creepy things started happening a few months before we moved out of the house. It started out with little things like my door, whenever I went to go to bed, would kind of start cracking open at night. 
you know, but the the house was old, so I thought air was just getting into the cracks of the house. And then I would hear footsteps at night, but you know how maybe it, I would think that maybe it was just a house settling, the house settling. Well, one day I was taking a shower, and all of a sudden I heard, I see I had a glass door. My bathroom had a sliding door, and you open that sliding door, and it opens right into my room. Well, in my room was a glass sliding door that went outside to the pool. Well, I was always a little creeped out. I was always scared, so I would crack that door that led from the bathroom to my room. So I cracked it, and I was taking the shower, and I heard the pool glass door, the pool glass door open. And I thought, well, maybe it's my stepmom. So I'm looking through the crack, and I could see the glass door opening a little bit, but I can't see anybody because the crack is just big enough. So I, I don't see anybody. Well, all of a sudden, my bathroom door starts opening. I'm freaking out. I'm eight years old. So I get out, and I run to my dad's bathroom. And I'm knocking on the door, and I'm knocking on the door, and my dad's in the middle of taking a shower. So he comes out and puts a towel on, and I'm freaking out and crying. I'm like, Dad, there's somebody in my room. There's somebody in my room. So he walks in there, nobody in my room. Well, I, he makes me finish taking my shower, and so I come out, and I go in my room, and there are wet footprints in my room, in my carpet. So I go and get my dad, and I show my dad, and so he thinks that there's a burglar in the house. So he takes me and my brother, and all of us sleep in the room with him and my stepmom that night. Well, my stepmom is laying on the floor with my baby brother. And then we heard her scream. She wouldn't tell us what happened. She wouldn't tell us what happened. Come to find out, a few months later, my stepmom was laying on the floor with my baby brother, and my dad was in the kitchen. And she felt somebody walk up behind her, and so she turns around to ask Dad to help her up because the baby had finally fell asleep and nobody was there. She felt his somebody's presence, but Dad wasn't there. Overalls fell off the back of the door, and it freaked her out. There were many, 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 many times occurrences where we would hear knocking on the back glass door or the pool. Well, we would think it was somebody, and we would go out there, and nobody would be there. And the pool door, the gate to the pool was always locked. So we had many, 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 many occurrences in that house. And that was only a few of the things that happened to us. But I didn't want to take up very much time. Well, thank you for listening to my story. I wonder if, like, I wonder if the ghost, like, still thinks it belongs in that house and is still alive and views you as the intruder. That's... An interesting way of thinking about it. <laughs> uh, but it's an interesting perspective. I mean, it's, uh, I guess it'd be a matter of understanding the, the passage of time. Or if you're dead or not. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of interesting ways of looking at that. I mean, and especially, I think having bizarro dreams helps you understand those things sometimes too. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, I in, in, like in this dream, I knew what was going on over here, but at the same time, I operated this way. I didn't know why, but it just all made sense. I mean, that 
and that's what I wonder if sometimes being a ghost is like where yeah. you're really kind of operating in this weird world where you know things don't make sense but they do and you're it, it's like those weird dreams um and if that's kind of this is space that you're in i don't know yeah it could be very that would be horrible that would just be a very very confusing uh existence yeah all right that's going to wrap up today's episode of real ghost stories online if you like the show Become an extra podcast person. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Get access to all the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, and more, and help keep us on the air. Until next time, for Harper, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to another episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. Online.